Good morning. Good morning, everyone. This is Practice Success Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Alcade, and we have another episode of Practice Success. I have Celia Gaze. Um, she's a seven-figure entrepreneur, and she's going to come on to the show and tell us a little bit about failures. She's a She's done a lot in her lifetime, and she started many businesses. And, of course, she had done so many things that made her fail. However, it only takes one. And, you know, as long as you don't give up, as long as you keep on going, you will find a way. So she is an example of that, and I love to hear all about her journey and what she's all about. So I'm going to bring her out and let's meet her. Celia Gaze, everyone. Hello. Hi, Jonathan. Thank you very much for that introduction. And ah. hello, everyone. Uh, yeah, so I'm Celia. And uh, basically, I mean, the story and, and the focus around failure. I mean, it's it's for me, it's um, I, I view failure as being a pretty positive thing, to be honest. I feel it is... Um, almost like a sign, if you like, that you haven't quite got everything right, and uh, and basically you're not on the right track, and it's a case of uh, changing the the things around you to to get back on to you know the right place, I suppose, if you like. And I think my story is that I was in the um, National Health Service in the UK, so I'm I'm based in in uh, England near Manchester, and. Uh, so for those of you, lots of people know Manchester United or Manchester City. So, <laughs> you know, just in case you're wondering whereabouts I am in the UK and um, United Kingdom. And basically, I was in the NHS and uh, uh, basically had um, experienced burnout, very stressful time. I was leading a multi-million pound reconfiguration of health services working there and uh, I got bur experienced burnout and used that as a sort of um almost like a, a starting bar launch pad really to go and work for myself um i went off work with stress became obsessed with stress what was it about a condition that one minute you're a high flyer and up there and kind of on the board of directors of a hospital and things like this and the next minute you are so um out of touch so sort of crying all the time can't sleep having heart hold palpitations driving to work dreading going to work that just wasn't me and I was like what on earth is it that go it almost transformed you from that to that and so I became obsessed with stress kind of went off went to study stress study organizational stress and decided to apply what I'd studied and learned into a business my partner had a rundown farm and I tr set about transforming it into something called or a concept called a well-being farm at the time this was 10 years ago people didn't really want to be talking about well-being it's not like it is now now well-being is massive everybody wants mm. to really focus on well-being and things but 10 years ago unfortunately that isn't the case and so um went on this massive journey about transforming a farm I'd never transformed I, well I'd never had any building experience I didn't have experience of working with installing wind turbines water treatment plants everything around transforming this farm and so basically um I experienced every single scenario that you could take in in having a business you know from near bankruptcy to going and experience court issues to 
people, um, you know, sort of tribunals to all sorts of situations, numerous, numerous staff issues and and everything. And uh, I, but every single time that I did experience a difficulty, things, I mean, at the time were awful, but then things started to change and to improve and to just get better and so um you know that's kind of in a very rough outline very quick outline i should say the the story yeah mm, interesting um it's it's fascinating to me how you could you know have all of these challenges in front of you and you persevere and actually um got through all of them and you went out the court and you know all the challenges on a daily basis but my, my question to you Celia is like when you were you know picking um when you're trying different things and you know trying to make it and was starting a business were you did you have clarity on what business did you want to start or what businesses you wanted to go into well I mean, when I started this, I had I devised while I was working in the health service this massive, massive business plan. And in the trouble was in the health service and the background that I had. Every time you wrote a document, because it was public sector funding, the business cases were massive. They were full of evidence and they were really quite complicated to read and digest. So I, I suppose that when I started my business, I applied that methodology. My business plan was very, very, you know, backed up with loads of evidence, very detailed, very documented. And actually, in business, you don't want that. You just need a summary. You need a three-page summary of a business plan, not a business plan which is sort of 30 pages long. <laughs> and then I suppose when I um, – so – and then I, th I think with mine, the, tra in transforming a farm, this farm was a, in a real – you know, one of the worst-looking farms that you could probably imagine. And to transform that, to a business that's capable of taking companies for company away days and strategy meetings and things like that, which was one of the things that I was going to do at the time out of this farm. Um, it needed an awful lot of work to get it to that position. Mm -hmm. and, and so rather than if I was to, in hindsight, what I should have done is start off small and maybe start with a cafe or start with something and build on that, then build on that, build on this. I just went with, I'm going to transform the whole farm and then I'm going to open. And it was totally the wrong thing to do. Absolutely. Which is why I kind of, I, I go around almost sharing the messages and the learnings that I've been through in the hope that nobody else makes the same mistakes that I did. Because in all, in all fairness, I, I actually did it the completely wrong way around, you know, on Ooh. how to how to go about doing this. Um, Interesting. And when, um, um, you, you know, and when you say kind of did I have a plan? Yes, I had a plan, but I'll be honest, it was so big that and unclear. And then when I started out, the things that were in the plan were 
um, would have taken too long to get going. So in a sheer desperation, I had to do anything to survive because I'd overseen this business project. Mm. I'd never had experience of dealing with a business project. So the, the costs overran considerably. And to get money in, I was like, I'll open a cafe. What else can I do? I'll I'll um, have do school visits. I'll do educational visits. I'll, I'll, I'll do cookery courses. I'll do everything. In the end, I ended up with 14 things running from this farm you cannot possibly run a business with 14 different elements as diverse from parties to school visits to cookery courses to butchery courses to a cafe to parties weddings corporate events uh you know ever you name it I, I, petty farm, you name it i was doing it and it just got into a completely uncoordinated all over the place mess uh it, it, it sounded very <laughs> so much things to like to do and oh. it, it sounds confusing but yeah, let, let me let me ask you if you were go like if you were going from the scratch like all over again from the beginning what would you have done differently now that you know what you know what well, are the steps like the steps is it what, what kind of product what kind of business and then like how how, how would you do it yeah, I mean, I think, you know, from now, what I would have probably done is instead of kind of building the whole farm and transforming it all, maybe mm. I'd have started off with a tent in a field and proved right. the business model as opposed to transforming and changing the whole farm into uh, a venue right from the outside and then trying to figure out if it'll work or not. You know, it's very, very expensive way of doing things. Um, so I think the point is, and also they always say, go into a business that you know something about you know which i think is a really important thing whereas i went from the from the national health service of managing healthcare into running events and weddings and parties i'd been to events and weddings and parties but i've never actually run events and weddings and parties <laughs> and it's, it's very very different when you're dealing with chefs you're dealing with staff you're dealing with hospitality you're dealing with a, a, a kind of a load of staff so totally different than the doctors and nurses and and sort of managers that you dealt with before it, well in my previous role so you know there's all these things so i think very much start small and build up and also go to a, a business that you know something about quite simple mm. but again people don't don't necessarily do that oh that's very interesting so that's the business for you uh did it work did, did did you manage to get a hold of yourself and do everything on your own and then make it a profitable business i mean at the beginning it was very tough because as well as doing the marketing you I, you know i was running so many different things I was doing everything. So although I had a very small amount of staff, I literally, for example, in a typical, in a cafe, I would be the cook, the cleaner, the waiter, waiting on, I'd then go upstairs, do some accounts, go and do the marketing, do at the time we literally had a farm so there was animals involved and i literally would be doing absolutely everything i'd left the nhs because of a, a big complex project um but this was a project which was the stress when i was working in the nhs was nothing compared to the stress that i had while running this business and it got to the point where in december 15 2015 uh, i was a hospitality business nearing 
Christmas, which should have been my busiest time as a in hospitality, as a business in hospitality. Mm -hmm. And I had hardly any bookings and things were going badly wrong. Ooh. And um, in she and and earlier that month, I'd a mentor had come across um, cost to me, and he'd had looked at the business and said, "You've got to stop everything that you're doing and focus." And again, that's a big lesson: stop all the fourteen different things and focus on maybe one, two, or three that are actually bringing you in money. And at the time, that was um, weddings and parties, um, and they were bringing in big big lumps of money but I was so focused on doing all these other little things mm. and you know, when you have the trouble with weddings and parties is sometimes you plan but the, but they're not going to happen until the future so mm -hmm. you know I felt I needed to do other things just to keep regular money coming in but while these small amounts of money was coming in like while I was running a cafe it just drained all my energy it just it was just so you know, it just kept you in the sort of working in the business rather than working on it all the time. Mm -hmm, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And so it was only when I, um, uh, at the time, I had had this farm. When I built the farm, prior to changing the farm, there was some stables, basically. The horse, the um, farm had been a livery yard with, with horses and stables, like an indoor riding school and things like this. So I had to, I, I know I didn't want horses, but I had to find an animal that would live in a stable, be able to cope in, in the sort of climate that we had, and also be able to um, not take a lot of work, I'll be honest, because I'm mm -hmm. not animal orientated <laughs> and um, I looked everywhere to try and find an, uh, an animal and bearing in mind this was like 10 years ago mm -hmm. so I, I came across the concept of while I was studying stress around llamas being having a role in helping with stress and apparently I'd read that by walking the llama this helps with stress reduction because you walk with the animal you are very focused on is that animal you know people think it's maybe going to spit at them or something um, so they're very focused on gosh what's that animal going to be like then their heads are a very similar height to you they're quite tall animals and basically when you walk along you suddenly kind of the the more you relax the more the animal relaxes and you get into this kind of way of switching off because you are just focusing on the animal and you, um, usually because it's outside in countryside it, it you know all these form benefits of or of helping me with stress so basically i've got these llamas into the stables and we were but they were just part of like a, a another another one of the 14 things that we were doing about this llama trekking and it was only when i went home for christmas and my mum was having a clear out of her cupboards and she came across this bag of bow ties my father had been a concert pianist and she he left the family home and it's like what am I going to do with this bag of bow ties and I said give them to me and I will stick the bow tie on a llama just as a oh bit of a it was a it was just a slide by comment that I decided after Christmas I go back with this bag of bow ties and I said to the farm guy who, who was helping move the animals Jimmy will you go and put a bow tie on a llama and if you can get that bow tie on the llama let me know and I will come and take a picture so about an hour later he comes back and says I managed to get the bow tie on the llama come and have a look and I got I went to have a look and this you know llama's got very long thin necks you know, head out of proportion with the rest of the body and this 
just looks so great, this lava, this lava wearing a bow tie. I took a picture, I uploaded it to social media, and it went crazy. Everyone wanted to know about the bow tie wearing llamas. The inquiries started flooding in um, to people to want to get married at the farm with the bow tie wearing llamas. And the business just went from two to I think we'd only done two weddings that year and it went the following year we had like I think it was oh no no five and then it jumped to 14 then it jumped to 43 then it jumped to 70 odd and now we're in a hundred and something for next year obviously this year has been very difficult but next year we're way over a hundred weddings and it is that that point of having something that just makes your business stand out and we weren't just a venue. We were the venue with the bow tie wearing llamas. And they then subsequently of all the branding, everything is about these llamas. And and, and I think the thing in a, a critical success in business is to find something that makes your business stand out from every other business because it was very, very hard to do. Mm. And for me, it was the bow tie wearing llamas. But for other people, you have to make that product stand out because it is just so complicated competitive these days and if you don't stand out you'll just get lost in a whole sea of competitiveness hmm it, it, that's very interesting i love the way you found your own <laughs> your own the way you could market your your business yeah. I, I, it made it unique i mean llamas a bow tie llamas i mean <laughs> <laughs> very interesting okay so i, I love the idea of hey um you know make it that your business stand out from the crowded marketplace because it is mm -hmm. very very competitive yeah and, it is. and knowing that it's very competitive and sometimes we don't have the idea of a, a llamas on a bow tie <laughs> um i mean well how would you market a business and a business and then how would you market it so that it'll be unique it'll stand out from the crowd um you know how would you do that i think you've you've got to first start with how you know doing something that you love to do because i think in any of us mm -hmm. if you don't quite love what you do as much as you try you know you're stuck with this thing day in day out and unless you enjoy it it can begin to become almost like a, a poison chalice around your neck you know it can become draining it can, mm -hmm. you can begin to hate it mm -hmm. and i think you've got to almost look up all the things that you like doing in life and then somehow try and apply those to to a business try and find something amongst the things that you personally like to do um and try and somehow link that into your business so for me i've always loved animals mm -hmm. and the llamas were just so fun and they're so unique and the smile of them and everything no one would have thought putting llamas in bow ties on a wedding venue would would come would would be the sort of thing you do but the point is for me i love it you've got to use the circumstances that are around you and that are in your day-to-day -day life 
and in your circumstance. I spent, honestly, I to set up this farm, I, I told like 186 farms to get ideas, 186 premises to just try and build this farm and to get the ideas of this farm. And I am constantly looking at ideas, constantly look, scouring what's going on around me, looking at trends, looking at things that happen. And, you know, at the time, 10 years ago, llamas were not a trend. I mean, I'm so lucky because llamas were took it, taken off by with Fortnite have gone incredibly popular. But like, you know, that was a massive gamble because 10 years ago, they weren't popular. 10 years ago, you only knew about a llama in a zoo or a farm. Um, you, they weren't like on everything like they are today. And sometimes you just got to be lucky. And so it is about finding something that resonates with you, looking at how you could apply that into your business and just developing something that makes you stand out. And people, I mean, people thought when I said I was going to get llamas, they thought I'd gone absolutely mad. My mum thought when I told her I was leaving a well-paid job in the health service to go and transform a neglected rundown farm. She thought I was having a midlife crisis. She thought <laughs> I was having an absolute <laughs> breakdown. What, and, then, and lots and lots of people will say that to you. And mm -hmm. lots of people will say you're absolutely mad and your idea is stupid. But you've got to, that's the point. There'll be more people who are negative about your idea than actually positive about your idea. And you've got to fight for it. But actually, if you're fighting with something that you don't truly believe in in the first place or don't like doing, you're not going to fight it whereas actually if you're doing something that you love doing and it's making the most of your life and making your life feel a lot lot better than before it was doing a job that you didn't quite weren't as passionate about then do you see what I'm getting at? It's, yeah. it, it's about kind of pulling all these elements of yourself into a business and that's what makes it successful. I mean I would you know I would suggest suggest that it is completely insane if i was to hear it one more time <laughs> it, 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 it can be like that but at least i'll be supportive of it you know let's try it out however yeah. it, it can, it, it can, i can see how people could be very negative of some your idea it, it is a big risk and a little bit out of or uh, out of the box so you know and it worked it worked really well for you and that's a good thing but it is sometimes it's not it's not a like one of those ideas where it makes sense to most people it, it does not make sense to me either so i was like oh okay well at least it works for her well uh, <laughs> um okay so celia now now becomes to where we at right now right now times are mm -hmm. different times are very very hard especially yeah. for businesses just like yours yeah um right now probably the stress level and you know, it can be really tough no oh, don't tell me all about that how are you making it how are you doing this when the times are tough especially COVID-19 now yeah. right now it's in a you know everywhere so how are you dealing with this situation oh I mean we we I mean you know we, it, it's been incredibly tough here I mean like anywhere in the whole of the world mm -hmm. uh, and and uh, mine is a hospitality business and the style of weddings that we have are not sort of formal they're very informal they're like very a big party people put plates down the middle of the table people share the food everything's about kind of sharing and having a great time and a fantastic party and dancing and fun and obviously all that has stopped there's and all that and in england 
at the UK, we have this thing that you can have 15 people at a wedding. Well, I'm sorry, but who on earth would want 15 people at your wedding? You know, that is the limit. That's all you're allowed. And um, and even then, you're not allowed any dancing. You're not allowed to eat, drink. It's just so restrictive. So I've kind of, for this year, just put everything almost, well, we've postponed most of the weddings. There's been some weddings who didn't want to postpone. Um, my staff then have um, been helping the couples who have been obviously very upset about all of this. A lot mm -hmm. of couples have been booked two years ago, finally gets their wedding and they have to delay it again. Some some couples have had rings engraved with the date of their wedding um, and, and got all of this you know, and then the date gets moved and they've, they've bought the rings, etc. Some people, for example, have had a wanted a summer wedding and because they've had to be moved and now ending up in a winter wedding and everything they bought for their wedding is now not going to be, you know. And people might think it's just a wedding. It's incredibly important day to them. It's the biggest day of their life. Some people dream this. Mm -hmm. I think more so women dream about this from an early age. It's all about getting married and the whole. And so it's it's been a really upsetting time. And I mean, when it's when it has happened, first of all, I was really I was getting quite down about it, you know. Mm -hmm. Despite, and you have to be as a business owner, of, um, ob, you know, optimistic. You have to keep going, but you you're only human. And when you plan things, and then every and then out completely circumstances out of your control, it just gets ruined. And then you plan something else, and it just gets ruined. And you plan that, and it's like, how long can you just keep going with this? And I think I've almost now taken it upon myself is that. It's happened. There's nothing I can do about it. Mm -hmm. I can put that energies into kind of worrying about it and watching the news and getting quite upset about it. Or I can just go, look, there were things that weren't sorted in my business, despite it being successful and having massive growth. It has grown so quickly that I have not embedded all the systems and the processes and the things that needed to be. So I've had this year out, uh, and I've treated this year, of l literally doing every single thing that I've always wanted to sort out in that business. You know, everything from uh, the final lot of building. I don't think there's anything else that I can, that needs painting or doing up or work because we've done it all this year. We've created expanded car parks. We've done designed new buildings. I've created two companies during lockdown, uh, you know, while in this situation. And I've, and some people could really go, oh, my goodness, it's happened to me. Poor me. This is awful. And yet you have other people who go, OK, that's fair enough. Now I'm going to do this. This is I'm going to use this as a real opportunity. I'm going to completely change all the things that were wrong and use this as a bit of a, 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 an amazing launch pad to make my business even better for the future and i think that's it's almost like in two camps there's those people who are going to moan about it and those people who are going to do something about it and 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 i've put myself in although it's all been awful circumstances i've put myself in there i'm not going to moan about this i'm cracking on and 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 using this opportunity to to even improve my business further there's nothing i could do about people postponing there's nothing i can really do about people cancelling if they want to cancel there's nothing i can do about it i know mm -hmm. it's not personal it's not on my business that they want to cancel it's only because they're worried and the uncertainty and they don't think when we're ever when they're ever going to get the sort of wedding they want to do but i've put myself forward to be a pilot test site for any vaccinations i've put myself the farm forward we we've won lots of awards for resilience and 
you know, I, I've, I've, we've just kept, we've just kept going with different projects and different things to do, and I've kept the team motivated and doing different things that they've wanted to to explore with themselves. And I've done lots. I've done more qualifications, and that's all you can do. What what can you do? Oh, very interesting. I, I love the, the the mindset of yes. What else? You can't do nothing else. The business is the business. Yeah. It's on pause. It's, it's out of your control, and yeah. I I love the way that you're you're you know getting yourself more more on ideas, making decisions of hey let's do something else. You open up two more businesses, and that's exciting because a one business is not working. However, it's not that it's not the end of the, the no not the end of the world. Um, we could do something else. And now you open up two new businesses, and again, um, that's awesome. It, you you were able to deal with this kind of stress, even though hey, it's taken a lot from me. But you know, um, it's out of my control. Is it is is it due to your training of your studying of stress? Um, did did it, did it pay off, or how did you manage this kind of stress? And just you know what, just I'm just gonna go and move forward and it's not going to affect me too much yeah i think people underestimate the real basics in your life really mm. the value of going for a walk and the value of drinking water and those two simple things and i'll tell you through when it when it all happened and started i was like actually um I'm going to use this time, you know, to to focus on what well-being is all about, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, prior to COVID and prior to all of this, if you just said to me, you're going to take time out every day to go for a walk or you're going to do all this kind of meditation, you're going to have to go, are you, are you joking? Do you realise how busy I am? I haven't got time to exercise. I haven't got time to go for a walk. You must be joking. I'm, forget it. And, um, and, and, and I would have found excuses and I would have basically put my business first beyond anything, I'll be honest, you know. And when, I, when lockdown, so... In, in England and the UK, lockdown was around the 23rd of March, you know, like this is when it happened. And I decided that I was really going to go back to the fundamentals of why I set this business, the well-being farm up in the at the beginning. Mm -hmm. I'd lost the well-being focus. Uh, you know, it had become this successful wedding venue and it was doing things. And, and that business, I have already doubled my turnover for next year with that business. So I don't know why I'm kind of putting my pressure on myself because that business is already with if i sat here and did nothing it's already made twice as much money as last month because of the everything is pre-booked so for me that's that's not as worrying as it is in other hospitality businesses but the point is um with all of the it has still been stressful though because you still have to hold on to those bookings you still have to cook, keep with the couples you have, you know they, they may turn around and say to you although we've booked we're not going to pay you or anything like this and and it's all pre in the future and so the point is um i went back to managing all of this by basically taking time every day to go for a walk to focus on listening to positive podcasts yeah as opposed to 
sitting there looking at the news every day. I deleted all oh, the news no. apps on my phone. I stopped watching the news and I just started the day instead of kind of getting up and going straight into the work and dealing with your emails. I started focusing on let's start by going for a walk uh, with a pair of with a with a wearing headphones and and kind of 45 minutes of positivity which just changes the way you start your day and then basically this is now from having done this for like probably six months i feel it's now a habit i i i almost like if i don't have that daily walk i feel awful Mm. you know and i'm not and and this is the person who kind of never did any exercise completely was a workaholic you know never bothered with this thing and for me now i i feel like a massively positive thing has come out this year in that my ability to be able to be a lot more balanced if i was doing my wheel of life you know they always have that wheel of life it would have been so like you know and i feel now that it's much more rounded and much more the areas that i was weak on prior to covid i feel i've kind of really maximized through this year and actually that's for me is a really massive benefit from 2020 despite mm. all the things that have gone wrong and it has been lots of you know th there's negative things as well as positive but you know i i feel like that focus on something for myself which i've always wanted to do i finally kind of cracked it and i've not i'm not i've not finished with it i've still got a long way to go with that but i feel so much better and my work life is so much better than it was prior to 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 covid Mm, well, it's definitely working. I can feel the energy. Um, <laughs> I, I, I love it. I, lo I really do. Um, simple things, right? Simple, really simple things that would make your life turn around to a more positive, something that, that uh, a day that, you know, a much better life and mood for you, which is start with a simple thing, a drink of water, a walk, and it, yeah. it doesn't have to be hard. I, I love that you found yours though. Were you, you, you weren't always like this. And I, I, I know, maybe, is this because of the thing that, that you took a month ago off your business to go on a yoga retreat? Is it started there? You used yeah, to yeah, yeah, with no. no phone calls or any emails. I mean, how did you do that? Like, because that that was that was a year ago and that was in june 2019 i had got the business i mean i you know i think you've got to appreciate where all of this came from december 15 i was nearly bankrupt complete workaholic doing every single thing in that business i simplify everything i start growing weddings that starts making money and then i can start recruiting more staff and then spend my personal time observing as many weddings as i could and every time the wedding took place i was critiquing it i literally sat at a wedding making notes watching what people were doing and then that process followed every single thing i did in the, in the business from you know how the butters were laid in a dish to how the dishes looked when they were presented to how people served a drink to how people were served a cup of coffee every single thing i documented i photographed i looked at everything and this end, this process ended up and i discovered the book traction by gina whitman i don't know if you've ever seen that but it's the point of it is putting the systems and processes in your business to give you as the owner or entrepreneur ultimate freedom 
basically. And so I ended up from going and being somebody who kind of almost was changed their business because you can set a business up and almost the business has you more trapped than when you set it up before you even in the first do you know what i mean you can get so you can set up a business so much that it involves so much around you that you feel you can't leave that business that it'll all fall apart if you go and i wanted to almost say to do a test myself going could i take a month off my business with no phone calls and no emails and what would happen to that business basically i kind of wanted to do it and has, has all the work that i've done in putting systems processes documentation everything Will it, would it work? So basically, I, I I did that, and I literally went to Bali to a, on a yoga retreat where there were no phones or or anything, and I basically took a month off. And when I came back, the business had grown. And oh since that goodness. point, I've never ever worked another wedding for a year. Oh, I, I I love <laughs> the I love that the way you did your homework. You you find out how <laughs> it works. You take notes. You you attended weddings and you know to look take a look at patterns. What are the people they're doing? Uh, yeah. that's that's very good, especially when you know you're going to be doing that business and you did your homework at first. I mean, that's that's amazing. Not many people would actually just go do that. It's just you know you you. I, did you? Did, were you hungry? You're like, okay, I'm gonna make this work. I'm gonna find out whatever it is I need to find out, but I'm yeah. gonna make this work. You, you were that kind of person. Yeah, I mean, I've always been um very um loved sort of personal development, been massively into doing courses and continuous learning. If there's a course, I will do it. You know, I'm so, mm. I'm so many courses, but I think it's that um it you know for me it was the um. You can see kind of like if you go to like somewhere like McDonald's, that McDonald's lives and breathes processes and, and that quality control. Mm -hmm. So basically, if you go to for a McDonald's burger in any McDonald's in anywhere in the world, they're all the same. But they're only the same because those processes and systems and things are embedded in the organization, the culture. Right. And if you get those right then people will just follow those processes. So for me, if people follow the process that I've mapped out and got it all in any wedding, every single wedding would be successful. It's when they don't follow the processes is when things go wrong. <laughs> and I'm not saying that, you know, every wedding is treated like a robotic style that you do this, this is not at all because we're not that type of venue. But the point is 80% of the work that we do is the same you know everyone has the same roughly the same things in their wedding um you know there's obviously loads of different styles those different things and if i can it's almost like if i can do that for a wedding venue which involves animals that involves chefs that involves loads of different young people with all different personalities running bars dealing with the drunk people dealing with all sorts of scenarios if i can systematize a wedding people could systematize anything yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness! And, uh, and, and I suppose systematizing a wedding is one of the almost like the not the worst case because weddings are fantastic, but it's one of the most difficult things to systematize. And if you can do that, it, the the concept could be applied to anything. Oh, that's very interesting. I think I know that system would work to anywhere else if you were yeah. to 
if you were to look at it, I mean, there's so many things that could go wrong. And, That's what I mean. But, and, and, and the pressure of going wrong, because you've not only ruined somebody's day, but you've ruined somebody's memories for mm -hmm. life. Oh and my goodness. also the money that go and the, the money they spend and 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 all of and and all their family you know it's not just affect one person it affects you know some weddings of like 108 you know so the venue holds up to 300 people so some weddings are pretty big you know so the the, the things that could go wrong are very very big risks you know but they don't because it's done and tried and tested to such a way that people know what they're doing and and, it, and and people know how the food's you know and i think if you do for me it used to get more frustrated because i knew what i wanted to do and i knew the way that weddings should be run and i knew what couples wanted but by but i couldn't be doing this all the time i mean i needed to have a life as well but if i was there every single wedding supervising making sure they did this making sure they did that i'd just wear myself out i couldn't do that so i thought the only way to do it is for me to set the standards for me to write the processes for me to document it all of how i feel all of that should go and it's then it's my process and then they've got to follow it and and you know if they haven't followed it because you, you're going to get a complaint or something by the by the bride who was and and it also lays down the expectations for the customer of what they will expect to be given and offered at their wedding. Do you know what I mean? It it's the basic principle. I don't know why. And I mean, this is the sort of thing that you really should be doing when it's um, quiet in your business or, or at times during this in in when you can't trade think and put your systems and processes in now because once you get that in and once you get that right your business absolutely flies off i boiled right it in. down to my rapid growth into just getting the systems and processes right in my business Mm, it's very interesting okay Celia we're almost I mean yeah. I, love all, I love all of this I really do and I have one last question for you yeah. because we're all we're out of time and I don't want to take too long of this I know it's 30 minutes but now we're in a 40 minute yeah 40 no, minute time. And, and okay so my question is okay so I'm a person and I want to start a business, but I really love your system and I want to learn from you. I want to put up a wedding business here in, in LA and I want to be successful at it. So in your, in, in your opinion, if you were to pass down that system to someone else in, in your head, would she or he be successful and how long would it take? Oh my God. <laughs> It's a bit like, um, you know, well, it depends. I mean, it depends if they if they have premises or if they're going completely from scratch with a field, mm -hmm. in a, with a tent in a field and things like this. Okay. Um, I feel that um, basically you can start off almost from nothing and putting the systems and things in with a tent in a field type scenario. Um, but obviously, if you were converting your farm to do this type of thing, it's a bit more complicated. And for me, the biggest delay was dealing with bureaucracy like planning permission and things like that to be able to do that in the first place. And, and because of the building and things like that. But I mean, one, and, and for me, it's better if you do, if you start as you mean to go on in documenting the way to do things and the systems right from the outset. It's easier to do it while you're 
new in business then you know your experience of business and then you have to start documenting it all and there's a hell of a lot to document it it, it makes it much bigger so I, I can't really say how long would it would take but I'd, I seriously would always give yourself a good three years to, mm. to try it a lot of people give up too soon and it's that sort of tipping point when you get to there. If you've only gone a little bit, you know, and a lot of people bail out because it gets too difficult and it is going to get difficult and it is going to be really, really tough. And I think you've got to just be prepared that, you know, that, that you are going to ride an like an entrepreneur's roller coaster. There are going to be very, very difficult times, but there are going to be amazing times. And, and there's no way I would ever change what I've done. And what I, a big philosophy of mine is about making the most of your life. And I would hate to be in the position that I get to the end of my life and I'm lying on my deathbed and I'm thinking, why didn't I do that idea when I had it? And mm -hmm. I can't imagine anything worse than that. And so right. for me, I would rather have had a go and failed than sat there with a load of regret. Oh, absolutely. I think failing would feel so much better. At least you tried and you're like, oh, at least yeah. I found out it didn't work out for me. Ashamed of. <laughs> yeah, I have absolutely. more respect from people who fail than oh more respect from people didn't even get off and have a go. Yep, and if you don't give it and have a go, I mean, like, I mean, you'll never like, know. Yeah, you're like 90 years old, like, I could have done that. No, I don't want to do, um, I don't even want to think of it. I was like, I'm just going to do it. But anyways, Celia Gaze, man, it's been amazing. Thank you so much. Um, you, gave, you gave a lot of value, and, you know, do you you're amazing, and I, I love the way you <laughs> you you tell things. It's the, the way you did things is is very hard and you know but you did your homework you you did the business right and you know i love the positive energy so um people want to get in touch with you where can they find you and how can they get in contact with you yeah i have um uh, a website which is um com, and i'm also i wrote a book about my whole experience called why put a bow tie on a llama and mm -hmm. that's available on amazon i think i'm the only one on amazon called celia gaze so you should be able to find me <laughs> let, let me see, let me see the book i, I want to take a picture of it there you go okay uh what's this all right okay so, so you guys you can get that on amazon right now um yeah you can get that on amazon there you go yeah mm -hmm. and, and, and I, I put all my learning and all of my states my publisher said are you sure you want to be this honest and i said there is no point writing a book in that people aren't going to learn from the from the mistakes i made and that's why i kind of wanted it to be to have no one else have to go through all the problems and things that I experienced. I wanted to be as honest and to give people almost like a roadmap on how to do it as opposed to something that doesn't really help them. Mm, there you go, guys. Get that on Amazon. It's it's a good read. I mean, if someone were to you know tell you step by step on how they did it and how they failed and, you know, so that you can avoid it, I mean, wouldn't you read that book? I mean, it's definitely worth it. You guys get that on Amazon and also visit ciliagaze.com and um, check her out. 
and find out more a little bit more about her and if you want to learn from her definitely worth it because hey she done it she did it she had a successful business so yes get in contact with her so yeah thank you so much for coming on to the show we really thank do appreciate you. you oh thank you joe it's lovely to talk to you thanks so much everyone bye bye bye